Hello and welcome to Persistent and Nasty Podcast. This is our Edinburgh Festival Fringe 2019 series. Throughout this series, we will be talking to women of the fringe, from producers to directors, writers and performers. We hope you enjoy all of the podcasts and get along to see as much of it as you can. This podcast was recorded at Assembly Club Bar with thanks to Sharon Burgess, Danny Ray, Connell, Chris and all of the staff at the club bar. As we are recording out and about, you may hear some background noise. Hopefully it won't affect too much, but it might just give you the vibe and atmosphere of the festival. So sit back, relax and enjoy some persistent and nasty women. to the final Persistent Nasty podcast Ooh. of our Edinburgh Fringe, yeah. Women of Fringe. Thank you so much for joining me, you two powerful, nasty ladies. Yes. I'm a nasty lady. We're definitely <laughs> persistent and nasty. I'm extremely yeah. persistent. <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself to the wonderful listeners? Hi, I'm podcast. Liliana Velasquez. And I'm Crystal Tassels. And we're part of the Pussy Powered Protest. Hell yes, and Tulips are. Podcast. Oh, 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 podcast sisters. Podcast sisters. Oh, pod people. <laughs> <laughs> living for the pods. Oh, pod living. Oh, man. So, you're here at the Fringe. You've, you have bravely brought a show for the final week of Fringe. Yeah, we were smart. We, were like, we just came in fresh while everybody's dead-eyed and exhausted. Yeah. And we're like, hi, pussy power protest. One week run. It's mm-hmm. really lovely. Killing it. And how's it been going so far? Great. It's been really, uh, really awesome to be doing this show. We, we did a preview of this show in Berlin a few weeks before we came here. Yeah, we, we had to get a little run in because we were. Like, yeah, we nervous. had never we had never put it all together. On We'd stage been rehearsing. Before. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but we didn't have a live run, so we did two shows in a row on yeah. the same night. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Just to get that like exercise in to be able to hit hard when we got here that's it you've got to get your stamina up for the mm-hmm. fringe yeah exactly yeah. and it was great um and it's been really great and the audiences have been super supportive we're at the, we're at the golf tavern which is a really fancy place it's is that a really fancy. beautiful venue it also has mm. delicious food mm-hmm. this is so important and yes and uh, being that it's a little bit off the mile and all that i feel like we get very we get people that are more purposely going to see our show they're yeah. not just like accidentally walking in so they're very they value us yeah that's yeah. so good because you've been getting like some really nice responses from your your peoples yeah we've yeah. had small but very successful audience members who are donating what they re- feel that actually represents the show like, we're getting nice yeah, somebody threw 20 pounds in the hat the other night Jeez. which was really cool i love it i love seeing those 20 pound notes I know. Too. the, the rare it? gorgeous 20 pound notes totally in the buckets. totally but that made us think we were like you know we might have small audiences but these these small audiences have really valued our craft and what mm-hmm. we're doing and they're not undervaluing us they're, they're yeah. yeah and our message is also kind of political because we're it's, for it's more than kind of it's pretty it's political. very powered <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> so we're four women, two, Lebanese. two women of color, um, all kind of like various levels of the queer spectrum, um, from straight to like pretty fucking queer. Um, and that's you. Yeah, I'm the queer one. <laughs> Hooray! I'm the in between. Yeah, I'm like I'm the bi one. That's okay. You can buy me. I like money. Oh, <laughs> I'll take two. Um, but also, like, you know, there's a lot of messaging about immigration and immigration rights. Well, and I'm from Colombia, and um, Carmen, is, Carmen from is from Lebanon. And we, we, you know, that's something that's very close to our hearts. Yeah. And that we've had to, well, I've migrated more for pleasure, but my parents <laughs> migrated because of the difficulties in Colombia. And, she, and she's migrated to Berlin from Lebanon yeah. during a very difficult era. So migration rights are really important for us. And then there's sex worker rights or my body, yeah. my choice. Um, yeah, definitely. There's also like just a lot of like the underlying current of the whole show is just this like tongue in cheek empowerment, which is mm-hmm. really, really fun. Persistent and nasty. Persistent and nasty. Exactly. <laughs> Amazing. I am. I'm so like I'm everything in my power trying to like turn the the time barriers 
and make it to your show, but I think it's like... Oh, it's fine. We are going to take the show to you in Glasgow, oh, so don't my you worry. Listeners, you're all in for a treat. A treat! Oh. Treats! I love treats! The beauty about this show also is that the four of us come from different trainings, mm-hmm. and we just we became a, a girl gang. Like, yeah. We each brought equal amount of effort and creativity to the table and we've had these amazing powwows which is how we came up with the name like nothing was decided exclusively by any of us yeah we're very much about a, a comfortable discussion and communication that's clear and even if we disagree we're, we we listen to each other and we've had this yeah, development it, of this show just be so natural mm-hmm. Uh, effortless. Yeah, it's been really nice to like to get because we all come from different disciplines. So there's two stand-up comedians, one puppeteer, and I'm a burlesque and cabaret singer. Um, and so, at the end of the show, we give each other notes from all of these different perspectives, which is really cool mm-hmm. because like we're sharpening all these different. Yeah aspects of our acts so like other sides of the acts are maybe getting brought out so have you found that you've kind of like brought more of a comedy to your burlesque singing would you say that that's something that's kind of like happened through this or yeah definitely definitely this is also the first time that i'm ever singing and stripping to an original song (gasps) that i wrote i know i'm so excited which is quite comedic it's super comedic and it's because i wrote it with ducky Mm larange who is the puppeteer from our show and her partner toby who um is an electronic musician in berlin um and so we've produced this song which is basically my uh setting of expectations for when i date cis men of what i I would like in our yeah like how i would like them to show up in our interactions together and so i like and then she's got a small intro to the song which is actually like a uh, like the first comedy bit in a sense (gasps) yeah yeah Yeah. i talk about my cat a little bit (laughs) what a surprise (laughs) are you shocked (laughs) yeah there's also meowing in the song Uh, (laughs) i wouldn't expect any less from you thanks Thanks. I'm so like I'm so excited to see this. This it's is gonna, gonna be, be yes. It's so good. It's so it's cool because everybody also brings a really high level of craft. Yes. And so it it comes together in this kind of like polished, cohesive way, which um I'm really proud of. Yeah, we all are. We're quite blessed and just like I'm I'm sometimes shocked at what we created together in such a short amount of time. Yeah. Um but it's just been flowing. Yeah. It flows like my period. Oh, <laughs> so flow. It flows like my Effortless female ejaculation. <laughs> which is way more fun than a period. Way more. Hey. So I like my period. It means I don't got a baby. I'm, I'm all right with that. I don't dislike my period, but I really like coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm with you on that. Cheers. 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 To coming. To coming. Yeah, I don't know how slutty we can get on, on your podcast. It's consistent and nasty. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, yeah. it's, there are absolutely no safeguards. At all. It's so it's space. an honor to be a woman yeah. of fringe. Thank yeah, thank you. Oh my gosh, no, you are women of fringe of severe importance. <gasps> wow. We need to be talking about your... just got hard. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that a crystal in oh. your bra or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So was there a stimulus that kind of brought you all as a catalyst together or has this been kind of like bubbling in the back burner for a while as your coven grew and grew? I am. From last year, I had such a great time here last year. And as soon as I got back to Berlin, I wanted to to form a girl gang. Um, And so Shawnee and I have always been working together as co-producers now for two years with with Shameless, with, which is what we call ourselves, Shameless. Uh, in Berlin, in German, they have this thing called Schamlippen, which is your labia. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. you can't call that that, but they do. Shameless. That's like shameless. That's, yeah, that's what they call your labia. So to we, be fair, <laughs> the medical term for vulva in Latin is pudenda, which means shame place. Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. So, shameless comes from fuck that. Like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> I, like, my jaw's not gonna... <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, And exactly. then, I've always worked... I, basically, I think I'm the one that united the, the group, because I've worked with everybody. Mm-hmm. And we were... Shawnee and I just came together and started thinking about who, who to ask if there's availability. And we just... It just happened. It just happened. The way all beautiful, magical things yeah, happen. Yeah, we would always, mm-hmm. we would rent out the theater house mid to space for rehearsals. Yeah. And uh, Carmen and Crystal here work nine to five. So it was, <laughs> uh, 
Shani and I handle the back end of the stuff uh-huh. and like all the production stuff. Uh, but uh, but these girls came to the table with full force and so much energy and effort and choreography and planning and costumes. And we did a photo shoot. It was completely yeah. impromptu. That was really fun. They basically came to my apartment and I styled everybody in purples. In purples, oh, actually, pinks. You were you were the only one who came prepared. No, I brought with, a suitcase. You brought literally a suitcase. <laughs> The other, like, everybody else brought, like, some things and stuff, and that was cool, but, like, I just <laughs> own a lot of, like, pink and purple ridiculous costumes, because I just, like, buy them when I'm, like, out at the charity shops or whatever, and I'm like, ooh, this could be cool one day, uh-huh. um, and so, like, outfitted everybody, and we did our makeup, and oh then... Um, and then we went to Urban Spree, they have this outdoor flow market, where, you know, people are flea selling market. flea market, and uh, the man that I date, that I love, he uh, and I were going through a little hard time at the time. And I show up in, like, this practically transparent nude outfit. <laughs> His jaw also hit the floor. <laughs> I should hope so. It was really cute, actually. It helped, it helped us. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so we, like, what I what I love about this, so I work, um, as Liliana was saying, 9 to 5, and I'm a director at a software company. She's a hardcore, tough, and powerful oh, thanks. Yeah. so I've been working remote this whole week in addition to doing two shows a night um which like by fringe standards two shows a day is like not that much but after working but she's working nine to five still yeah. every yeah. day yeah so today I woke up and was really excited that I didn't have to work but um but then she <gasps> yeah oh my god where am I but it's been really cool because like you know I'm used to a very high level of professionalism in my day-to-day and working with Liliana and Shawnee and Carmen, like, especially Liliana and Shawnee, who um, did all of the production work. Shawnee is, like, amazing at branding, and she's, like, doing A-B tests on marketing ads on Facebook, which is really smart. Well, Shawnee and I, when um, I went on tour two years ago with this show called Story Party, and Mm -hmm. Shawnee was the back, like, we would be on tour, and she would be doing all the, the, the work for that tour and we were like in Asia and oh. South Africa so a lot of that AD Damn. branding comes from what we had to do for Story Party wow yeah and so you're all literally just picking up these extra skills on the go like you and Shelly oh, yeah. you, you're literally just working it out as you go and just killing it yeah, really. yeah. But, um, and taking chances and learning yeah. from them if something doesn't work we take it out adjust. and adjust that's called a growth mindset <laughs> <laughs> Management vocabulary. <laughs> That's called a growth mindset. Lol. I'm gonna say that the next time I see a boner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I see you have a I, good growth mindset. I really mindset. like your growth mindset. <laughs> <laughs> Let me show you. Can you slap that growth mindset on my face? Oh, oh I love those. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love how this is a Saturday morning and it's just gone full force. Yeah. I had absolutely no doubt that this. Was we are so out. horny right now. There are four horny women in yeah, our home. Yeah, it's true, and none of us can really masturbate because we're all sharing rooms with each other, and oh, so Jesus. like last night I had a bunch of really explicit sex dreams about someone. Another performer. Another at performer the at the fringe. Another persistent and nasty woman. And I was just like, oh god, oh Jesus! I sleep next to her. She was like this. Mm. Yeah. If you don't see listeners that I'm making a face of like, you know, when your mouth curls up at the end. (laughs) It's a little satisfied sleep grin. (laughs) (laughs) While in my dream, my like pussy is getting licked by a hot lady. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Waking up wegless like, Jesus, where am I? Yeah, that was another thing. I woke up at like, okay, so I set my alarm for 1030 to come and meet to record this podcast. And then I woke up at eight, which is when I've been waking up this whole week to work. Uh... And I just, like, panicked in my, like, sleepiness. Like, oh, fuck, I fell asleep in my wig. Oh! And then I realized I did not fall asleep in my wig. It was just my actual hair. Because, <laughs> like, so I'm a burlesque performer, and I've been wearing this, like, I have a beautiful blonde finger wave Her wig. name is Rose. Her name is Her Rose. Her name is Rose. She's a sassy broad. She's my favorite. Uh, She's my favorite act of the fringe, just this beautiful blonde wig. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been wearing her everywhere. Like, to, cause people like, think it's real. Yeah, people keep thinking that it's real. But this was my problem when I came. Oh, met, <laughs> when I came, met you guys in Berlin, and I like we went, walked into the pizza shop. I was like, "Oh my god, hi! It's so nice to meet you." And you're like, "Misha, it's me. <laughs> Don't you know me?" I was like, "Oh shit, I've never seen your real hair before." Yeah. <laughs> my real hair is pink. Well, this is it. Like, I just Naturally. I don't know in my head mm-hmm. what I thought. I think I just presumed that your hair was perfect. <laughs> 
like blonde finger weave all the time. No. <laughs> my hair is like super fine and pin straight. And that's I amazing. Yeah, can't style it. So that's why I just wear a hair hat. Hair hat. Hair hair hat. hat. <laughs> yeah. I love it. So you're coming to Glasgow then. That's the plan. We'll see how it goes. But yeah, oh I performed with some wonderful comedian women from Glasgow. And uh, I was talking to them. They mentioned that there's a fringe out there. So we're going to submit oh, yeah. it. Who were you performing with? Her name is Natalie, and I don't know her last name. What was the show name? The, the Sassy Lassies? Sassy Lassies. Right? <laughs> uh, there's so many. This is what I've been There's just so many lately. shows. <laughs> there are so many amazing, 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 amazing women here at Fringe, and I'm so excited that we've not even covered all of the Sassy Lassies. Of course. How could you? But, like, it's so great that we're able to support each other and this whole shouting each other out. And But, yeah, I, th- I think you're totally right, and that's something that I really appreciate about, like, they're, the Fringe is such a hustle. It's so intense. Funny lassies. Funny lassies. There we are. But sassy lassies is cool, too. Sassy lassies is cute. I feel like, yeah, we could do like a, we could do a convergence and have sassy lassies. Mm. And then it's the two of them together. Two shows. Yeah. Two shows, one. <laughs> two shows, two one shows, cup. Two shows, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, is a, there is a show at the Fringe that's called Two Moms, two moms One Cup. One cup. Oh, I find that weird. Fear. Yeah, I me can't, too. Can't, I, I, I saw the flyer and I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's getting triggered. Sorry, Crystal. We interrupted you being like super like empowering. empowering. Okay. Yeah, nice. We were just talking about two mums, one cup. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's so it's super important. And it's nice that like it's such a hustle. And because it's such a hustle, everybody is kind of like keen to meet and network and also keen to like, as you're saying, like shout each other out and stuff, which is super nice. Um and yeah, I just feel like that is a really important thing that as either as as women or like other like more vulnerable like uh, disenfranchised groups like Liliana you're a woman of color um (laughs) this is a but it's a thing though (laughs) and like elevating those things and making sure that those voices get heard is Mm -hmm. so important because like you know it really wasn't that long ago when, like, women weren't even allowed on stage. And in some places, women are still not allowed on stage. Or it's really shocking if they are. Mm-hmm. So, Or they're supposed to play a very stereotypical role that society has allowed them to be, like, the mom. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's a great point. television, you look at I Love Lucy, who was one of the, one of the women who m- made so many changes for the television industry. Lucy produced her own show. She had her own company. But uh, nobody really... The credit is wasn't noticeable like you if you don't investigate her life and her biography you don't know how much she did for women in television that's for women lucille in, ball yeah lucille ball cool um what she's she so she, good she she's so owned funny. her own production company in an era she married a cuban man on television she was the first woman to show pregnancy on television wow have, she she did so many things for women in comedy my nipples just got hard mine too <laughs> wow <laughs> my crystals vibrated oh, oh i felt it in my nipples lucille ball we love you yeah wow. seriously yeah so like things like that you know and and still the the industry doesn't put point out how how important these women have been yeah that's the thing it's like the level of honesty that you see on stages here is really high um and like people especially women like there's a lot of like yeah just like ferocious characters on stage um and it's awesome i find the fringe to be a great experience to humble you as an artist and to understand that you're not yeah we are all unique beings but in general look at all the unique beings that are putting their craft out there that are putting their their honesty, their 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 struggle into comedy or into performance or yeah. into a piece that that tells a story that hopefully will make you go home and think. Yeah. And you know, sometimes when you're in your small town or your smaller community outside of, of festivals like this, you think you're so original and so unique. And you come here and you see, wow, the hustle and the amount of people trying to to, to exceed mm. and to grow and to to, to do weird stuff. Like I, I feel like and to leave a mark in the world that is a, that's an emotional mark because yeah. being a performer doesn't really say like I'm trying to feed the, the hungry children around the world, but you are bringing laughter and love and light to people. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you're sad, you need that. Yeah. And also, like the more integrity you can bring into your art, the more it resonates with people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, like you know, my experience of like singing this original song, which is basically just a like, hey universe, send me this type of person to date. Um, honestly, it's like my like witch manifestation. <laughs> oh, yeah. magic. 
looking for a trash boy, which we'll explain later. Um, <laughs> like, like that feels way more freeing and has gotten a totally different type of audience response. And when you see the audience go, oh my God, that's also what I wanted. Yeah. That's also what I'm looking for. I didn't know how to, I didn't know how to express that feeling. I didn't know how to put how language to put, around these right. things. Right. And then you know that what you're creating actually does make a difference. Yeah. Because, because you're hitting that nerve of communication to people who, who aren't aware that, that they're feeling the same thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. If I make a joke about my, my childhood in Colombia and, and how society places you and then somebody's like, oh, my culture, it was the same way. And, and it's a whole different culture from around the world that has no association to mine. And they're like, yes, I was also raised mm-hmm. to think that I was a princess. Yeah. You know? and, and you don't realize that until you put yourself out there mm-hmm. and, you, and your audience comes up to you and it's like, thank you. There's a vulner- stories, yeah. yeah, there's a vulnerability in that sharing too that is really connecting. Mm-hmm. And then people in the audience also feel safe saying like, hey, actually, yeah, yeah me too. That happened to me. or Yeah. Yeah. It's just really nice. It is. I think that's like the art of it is so special that that really like strong connection. Mm-hmm. Like, like I've got nothing more to add because you two have just like, <laughs> summed it up and put it in so nicely. Yeah. But fringe in particular is really special for that because you can basically bring anything you want. Yeah. Like you can be a Viking mime. <laughs> Shout out to Vigo the Viking who we saw the other night and who's fucking hilarious. You can like perform your own drag funeral, Nana Shannon. Oh my god! Yes, I went to that yesterday. I didn't know it was a funeral. <laughs> I didn't know until I got in either. And I was like, oh shit! Yeah, this got sad. Out of wording. <laughs> I was like, <gasps> yeah. <gasps> I knew you were going to that, and I didn't even think. It's okay. <laughs> it was worth it. I ended up laughing a lot. It was, it was, it was worth it. But this everything. is it. It's like, yeah, it was actually healing yeah. as well. Yeah. I just went through a loss, and and going to a, I'm going to a funeral when I get back. Uh, so going to Nana's show, Nana's a very good friend of mine. Um, I had no idea. And then I was like, in the first five minutes, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and then I went in for the ride and it was great. And, you know, it's part of healing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. What else are you going to do? You got to laugh and cry and dance. Totally. And stomp your feet and maybe break something. Yeah. Masturbate. Always, always Masturbate. Yeah. Oh, tick, tick, tick. All the boxes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me how you ended up. In, in like performing doing comedy how has your story like well I started dancing flamenco when I was five years old as a young child and my mom pulled me out of that because when I got off stage I said mom mom can you see my panties and she was like no more flamenco for you oh um, I love so you then from so there much. I went to like jazz modern folkloric uh, theater and I moved around a lot so I was always the new girl so I was always just a uh, very very much outgoing mm-hmm. child and independent and, and uh, always in Colombia. That was uh, it. Miami, Colombia, Miami, Colombia. Oh, okay. I was born in New Jersey. Okay. And then uh, I got molested when I was in my early teens, and my parents and family pretty much were very Catholic about it, and so that created a huge rebellion in me. That was like, fuck it, now I get to do whatever I want for the rest of my life because mm. I don't believe in money or patriarchy or church, and so that pretty much uh, threw me into who I am, and I've never stopped performing. But I didn't think it was a career path until my 20s. And uh, that's when I took it seriously and like just delved into it. And then I had a miscarriage, and that's how I became a comedian. <laughs> I should have had an abortion. It would have been cheaper because uh, it's the United States. Jesus Christ. But uh, it's all right. My cross-dressing submissive paid all my bills. And, uh, and then I ended up here, and I got to meet all these people in Europe. So I, my path has been very much a yes. unique one that, uh, that has uh, a happy tone to all the struggle. Yeah, you've always grown from those. Yeah, I've never been, um, uh, like, I I don't wilt easily. Mm -hmm. I fucking know it. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. The most, like, one of the most beautiful things about you as a person and as a performer is your ability to take these challenges and, like, really, like, devastating things that happen to you and just trans, like, transmute them into some kind of magical performance thing that ends up building these connections with other people yeah. and heals you at the same time. Yeah. yeah it, that's, that's a magic power, Leanna. I'm a witchy woman. You yeah. are a witchy woman. <laughs> you do it in such a way that it doesn't... You, yes. you, like, like, we don't pity you. We don't no, yeah, no, you I, at I all. It's just yeah. we kind of go, you're amazing. This yeah. is fucking horrible. Yeah. And But your art and your work is we gotta incredible. we got to keep going. we got to keep going. That's super yeah. powerful. Yeah. And, and I feel like that gives so much strength to And that's people. how I end up surrounded by all these amazing people, too, because Meow. I think you collect that energy when you yeah. when you give it out. So. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
It absolutely yeah. collecting covens as you go. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I always said yeah. that if I wasn't a dominatrix anymore, maybe I would become a nun just because it's surrounded <laughs> by these strong women <laughs> in a great outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And then everyone bleeds at the same time. It's all like yeah. you all support each other That's when you're right. really grumpy. And they have all these kinky things in nuns. Really? <laughs> yeah. So all the punishment stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like punishment. <laughs> you see? Yeah. God, wow, it's really adding up. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck performing. We need to start like a coven. That's it. Yeah. Convent. A convent. Co- a convent, convent that, cover. Cunt vent. Ooh. Next show, oh, next yeah. year's show, Contvent. Can we all be nuns? Of course. I have a latex nun outfit. Slutty oh. nun. No, I've not got any latex. Well, we're oh. going to change that. I know, I need to come back this, to Berlin. This temperature here is perfect for latex. It's a little bit wet. You know, you, where <laughs> it's, like, it's always yeah. shiny. It always looks shiny on the outside. The drips of water feel good and cooling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is pure latex weather. We're going to have to get you a latex okay. outfit. Okay, all right. We're working on it. We have a friend who designs latex. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've seen some of their their stuff. Like Lupe. Lupe. Like yeah. the Volvo. Volvo. Oh, I live for it. When you come back to Berlin, we're going to get you to Lepay's uh, studio. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Hell yeah. Well, sorry everyone, you're not getting to go to Berlin, but I'm getting to go to Berlin. I'm thrilled about then it. We're going to lube her up and put her in latex. Yeah. Lube it. Sorry, we'll fill you in with all the images. Consistent oh, yeah. and nasty. That's what it takes to put on latex. Yes, that's true. Because <laughs> you got to be kind of like. Wriggly. Yeah. Like a little fish. Oh, like Slipping a little. In. Slipping in there. <laughs> <laughs> Magic. And, and you can't pull it because it'll tear. You really just gotta like, you just slide it in. You gotta rub it. You gotta slide. You gotta slide it in. Slide you gotta like literally lubricate your body. And then... Like you're fisting and... yourself. Oh, <laughs> fisting. <laughs> so romantic. I feel like this podcast is not helping either of you in this horny mindset. No, it's not. But I, you're both gonna like go out of here like. I do have a date with an Italian right after this. Yeah, and I'm gonna chaperone it. Yeah, Lily is my bodyguard. So I need a whistle. <laughs> burr, burr, too close. <laughs> Hands on the table. <laughs> <laughs> And so did he see your act about what you're looking for in a, a season? He hasn't, he hasn't seen that one yet, but I'm going to tell him to come and watch it. Okay. Uh-huh. I'm going to tell him to come watch Trash Boy so that he knows what he's dealing with. Yeah, good. Yeah. Well, our listeners are in luck tonight as well. Yeah, yeah. They? So we're going to finish this. If you've made it thus far, not only are you like thoroughly enjoying it, but you have got a little bit more to go and then you've got a song at the very end. Yeah. We're closing it with, do you want to tell us a bit about your number? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Trash boys. So as a, okay, so I guess I'll just like explain the same thing that I explained yeah. in the show, which is that like, so I'm a, I'm a polyamorous queer person. She's polyamorous. And that means that I end up dating a lot of people who have done a lot of emotional work on themselves and they know what they need and they communicate that. And it's also made me a better communicator. Um, but in order to know kind of like what I need, I had to actually think about like, really like what do I expect from people like how do I want them to show up for me especially cis men um cis for those of you who are not like super in on the queer uh jargon means a non-trans man so someone who was born a man and like has never had to like really question his identity sexually um oftentimes just needs a little bit of uh expectation setting I find in like kind of like this is a level of communication that I would like in our interactions, and this is, like, what I'm looking for. And so I thought about it for a while, and I had to figure out, like, okay, well, what is that? And it's, uh, eventually, I realized that what I need is a thoughtful, considerate, slutty boy with a sense of humor. Yay! And is that so much to fucking wow. Is that so considerate, slutty boy. Slutty boy with a sense of humor. Um, and so I had to think of a snappy name for it, and so it became Trash Boys. Mm-hmm. And now, so I'm originally from Seattle, and uh, all of my, I'm like in the burner community there, and I have a lot of like really open-minded, beautiful male friends who all identify as Trash Boys, and we have hilarious themed orgies like pirate cats. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really fun. Um, but yeah, and then um, Shani and I wrote a song about it. With uh, our ultimate trash boy from Toby, Berlin, Toby. Yeah, that's Shani's partner. And he also helped with all the sound for it. Yeah, and, he's um, a great musician. Yeah. Um, so that's basically the story of Trash Boys. It's basically like me trying to manifest like the ideal relationship. Uh, and I think Winton's turning into a trash boy slowly. Good, so yeah. Sure Toby's been a good influence on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Winton is Liliana's partner. Yeah. 
Uh, harmonica playing circular breather man <laughs> yeah he, yeah he's a musician oh yeah he does some serious music making. he's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's got talent that boy yeah mm. that's true it's in his blood um oh yeah yeah i'm just like in awe of you two amazing sexually empowered women thanks we love you we love yeah. you too we love <laughs> it's true you're so we're all, all the, before we got to french we're like we're gonna see misha it's true <laughs> One of the most adorable things about Misha this week that I've noticed is that Misha has had a rotating entourage of young apprentices <laughs> who are all young, cute women who are like in their teenage years, approximately. And that's what you gotta do. You gotta keep empowering the next generation. Good for you. Oh, good. No, I, I literally just collected them. One of them is working on my other show with me, and she's amazing. She's, cool. Shannon is actually probably better at tech than I am. What? But I, she came in and she supported me with um, the sound and the other girl little Tilly was an absolute little Tilly, little Tilly. she was 16 Tilly. years old 16 years old we, me and Viva had had our night off on Monday and we'd gone for noodles prior to seeing a show <laughs> gone for noodles, noodles. Yes, say, no, noodles. say noodles again with noodles. your <laughs> noodles I love the Scottish accent I think it's one of my favourite accents in I, all of Europe I could listen I can literally yeah. listen to you say anything like yeah. read no! the phone book just say the word noodles over and over again. Noodles, noodles, noodles. noodles. <laughs> <laughs> Satisfied. Oh my god. But yeah, so we met Tilly and her mum, and they were talking about how um, Tilly was wanting to get into theatre, and she really liked the uh, the the technical side of theatre. And you don't meet a lot of young no. young girls. Want to be behind the scenes. Want to be yeah. behind the scenes. And I was literally like, you. Are me. yeah, you're mine. Oh. And then I was like, oh, but she could maybe do it as a hobby. And I was like, no, Tilly, there is career in this. A huge career. Yeah, Tilly, there is so much like out there. You can do anything you want. And so her, I did explain to her mum that this was like a really it's a filthy. It's a filthy cabaret they're coming to. <laughs> <laughs> but this is dirty. But they showed up, so I got Tilly in with me when we were doing our powwow before the show. And I was like kind of setting all my cues and I kind of talked her through it. And then she helped me with the setup before the show. And she was like, she was aghast. <laughs> she was stood there beside me, like eyes like popping. The theater. She's like, ah, oh, yes, this is the art. <laughs> and it was it was amazing to see her enjoying it. And her mom loved the show. Oh, that's good. I was, there was, it was the... And her mom must have really loved oh, seeing was, you train her daughter. And yeah. Yeah. Her mom was really sweet. Career because well, sometimes parents, like my parents didn't, they didn't support me as an artist until later on in life, but because they always they were they would always tell me that if I wanted to be on television, I should have been a journalist. Yeah, like a news anchor. Can you mm. imagine you as a journalist? Yeah, like, I can't. Fucking rain again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm trying to think of the. Col- you turn the fucking camera on. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, my nipples are so hard. Exactly. <laughs> it's definitely gonna snow. <laughs> I know, but it is. It's there are so many jobs in the industry yeah fair enough sometimes you won't always be making the best money but you can there are like if you go into the film and tv industry there is money there so much you can make so much money Man, in the who creates all the smoke and mirrors is the crew yeah okay the crew is super important if you're in the industry and you're disrespectful to the crew guess who gets like yeah they're, they're the ones that, that they're gonna cut a hole in like yeah. the back of your trousers <laughs> and you're gonna be fucked <laughs> on stage i've gotten well Anyway, <laughs> that's a story for another day. I mean, is it though? You can tell the story. Okay, so I, I actually have a friend who is a, um, she's like a costume designer and wardrobe mistress in Hollywood, and she's yeah, she's worked on television shows and like high fashion photo shoots and stuff like that. She's done like some runway stuff. Um, and she's also a feminist porn producer. And so she invited, and she's a friend, and she invited my my partner of seven years and I to L.A. a couple years ago to shoot a porn. Is this the one that was in the festival? Yeah, this is right. the, this was recently. It's it's actually on tour right now in 50 cities in North America with the Hump Film Festival, and it was also... Um, Hump Film Festival. Yeah. Here in, here in Europe, I actually flew to Vienna for a day to... To do a Q&A. Yeah, to attend a screening at the Vienna Porn Film Festival and then do a Q&A afterwards. Yes. Amazing. It was great. Um, ding ding. Ding ding. Uh, ding ding. I, 
why do I get messages on my laptop? Because you got to... Oh, I don't know how to work that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. It's just going to keep dinging. It's probably because we're talking it's about porn. For, yeah. <laughs> the laptop. Yeah. Like, did you say porn ding? Yeah. Ding, ding. But that was like, okay, so the crew of that was all women, and they all work in Hollywood in various capacities. So there was an amazing cinematographer who did all of our, like, camera work and also lighting design. There were, like, set like set designers who were, like, setting things up, and um, it was just, like, really, really beautiful. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, my partner is a man, and uh, he was the only man on set the entire 10 hour shoot wow oh he's such a sensitive man too i've met right yeah, yeah he is yeah, yeah. yeah. he's a trash boy he's, he's the a total trash he's boy. the og trash boy og oh that's right yeah so when i recorded the trash boy song he was like really really excited about it <laughs> I bet. yeah and so how did you find is that the first time you'd recorded you like that's the only porn i've ever made so wow. my my performance so i'm a burlesque performer so my performance is always like kind of sexually charged um also because that's really fun for me, and I mm-hmm. like playing with that. Um, and then, yeah, it actually, I was, like, really... I actually turned... The the producer's name is Inca Winter, and I turned her down the first time she asked because I was like, no, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. Like, who knows what might happen? Someone mm-hmm. might see it, blah, blah, blah. I'm and, with you. Yeah. I, mean, I have no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like, eventually, you know, because it was with my partner and with this person that I, like, love, and I also trust Inca and she has like fucking amazing um artistic taste and vision Uh, and so it ended up being really beautiful and I just felt like a priestess having ritual sex yeah because I was just getting like pet and pampered all day like you know hair and makeup and everything and they like arranged me and they like dressed me and I kept the lingerie yeah yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and so did you did she have the script for you or did you work the script through did you collaborate on it uh, we collaborated on it. And so it's only a 10 minute video. Um, and there's no speaking at all. It's just, uh, it's it's all, yeah, yeah. It's an, it's an erotic film. Um, and we do have sex in it, but the first half of it is basically, so the, the premise is that my partner and I are coming back. We shot it in a, in a loft in downtown LA and we come back from an, an, a fancy evening out and I'm wearing an evening gown and he's wearing a suit. Um, and we're getting, making out in the elevator and stuff. And then we get home and he pours us both whiskeys. And then I make eye contact with him and hold this whiskey in my hand and then just pour it out slowly onto the floor, just like (gasps) making intense eye contact with him and like smirking. (laughs) And then I get in trouble. Uh Oh no. So it's like this whole like feminist porn is such an important industry because most of the mainstream porn is and I also like I recognise I say porn really like I don't know if it's supposed to be porn or porn and I like I can't say it like, either way <laughs> yeah. I was like re-questioned I'm like porn or porn porn or porn I don't hear a difference okay well <laughs> like, sometimes people are like what are you saying I'm like porn and everyone's like porn and I'm like anyway <laughs> I say porno porn 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 how many times do you say porn ah pornografia pornografia <laughs> pornography <laughs> anyway that was a total like side sidetrack. Yeah, the mainstream porn industry is yeah. very like male, like male gaze oriented. It's very most male gaze. Most of the film industry is male gazy. If yeah. you look at Hollywood, I mean, yeah. uh, nowadays there's so many more female uh, writers and directors coming out and giving get, getting opportunities. But mm-hmm. in general, I mean, people rather do remakes from a male's perspective yeah. than like get a new script. Yeah. yeah, and and this is it. Like I feel like. I mean, I've never really watched porn anyway. Like, it's, I'm not I, big on watching porn I, either. I, yeah, me I neither. Never, but I feel like that is because I'd rather watch live sex. Yeah. Well, why would you? Why would you want to watch something that's like completely uncatering to you if it's there's yeah. absolutely no like clitoral stimulation? There's no like kind of guys yeah. giving women heads. Like, there's no like real like sense of the female pleasure and, in the and mainstream. And it's also often really poorly lit. Um, and just not beautiful yeah. and a lot of like what they call money shots which are like really explicit yeah. camera angles on genitals which like we didn't Jesus have it's fuck. we didn't have it's any like, of that ours it's, is it's graphic yeah ours is like very very much to the taste of the producer who is a, a, a european woman living in california with like a very high fashion sense of what she finds beautiful 
and we were cool with her vision and it's lit beautifully like I really felt so beautiful shooting it and it was like really gratifying and it's also been now I'm in a long distance relationship my partner lives in Seattle and I live in Berlin and now we have this this like sexy beautiful thing that we made together that's That's like it's your creative baby it's like it's totally our like connection and sexuality just like caught up in this like really beautiful capsule yeah time capsule yeah it's really nice and I feel like that is a thing that like happens because of strong women who follow up on their creative ideas and like the more that we can encourage that through theater through art through whatever genre like, shameless sexuality yeah is what is what's empowering like because most of the time in these scenes the women are not the yeah the lead so in these roles when you're a woman who's shameless and empowered and shows positive association with their own body and sexuality that's just yeah and and whatever that means like you could be asexual or you could be yeah. like on the asexual spectrum and choose to represent that in some and way it's beautiful and it, all of that is super important because normalizing the differences and normalizing different stories about sexuality is so important absolutely and how do you find that that having this like almost like alter ego of your very like (laughs) corporate self how do you find those worlds work in kind of parallel Do, do, do you get crossover do you get people in your work asking questions or do you kind of keep them really separate So for a long time, I kept them incredibly separate because I was afraid that it would diminish my credibility, which I think earlier in my career, that may have been the case. Yeah. But But also now I live in a really progressive city with people who are fairly open-minded. And also like I have proven my value to the business that I work for. And so I, and also like part of the reason why I'm able to show up at work and do so well is because I've been encouraged by my mentors and coaches and even my bosses to be an integrated whole person at work. Yay! Yeah. If Amazing. we, yeah, that's, that's the key. I've been watching this process happen yeah. from the sidelines. You totally when I have. asked her to join the podcast, um, one of the things that, that Crystal said to me very clearly was, you know, she wanted to use her stage name and, and, you know, keep it separate. But as we've been working on Tulip's podcast and creatively together, and she's been performing so much more, like almost every night as well in Berlin, <laughs> um, I've seen the two meld very comfortably uh, which is quite nice because it, you do have to be careful when you work in corporate and and it's nice that you took that space to pace yourself as they crossed over yeah that's been a really helpful outlet so Liliana and I have a podcast that we host called Two Lips uh, and where is it available it's two T-W-O-L-I-P-S dash podcast dot com Two Lips yeah. yeah but it's also on iTunes yeah it's, it's on iTunes, iTunes. alright uh, no, just, just plug in uh, thanks continue on it's from our two lips to your two lips <laughs> that advice never, never sounded, sounded so sweet, sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm obsessed it's, it's really fun um, but that was like really the first project that I ever had where I felt like I could bring those two worlds together because not only is it dangerous as a like a corporate leader to have a very sexualized, very open, expressive alter ego. But in the artist world, it is also very much looked down upon to be what's called a hobbyist. Mm. And I think that my level of professionalism after a while does speak for itself at the same time. Thanks. Um, But like my level, I'm speaking here specifically to my level of professionalism as a performer. Um, but, like, you know, if I say, like, oh, yeah, I work at a software company backstage, sometimes I get these looks, especially in places like Seattle and Berlin, which are gentrifying really rapidly because of people that work in tech. Um, and so it's like, okay, yeah, I don't do this to make my money, but I'm still performing really frequently. And I feel like... And you like, still perform as a professional, so you do deserve to make money from it because yes. yeah. you are a consummate professional in your craft. And also, I would never perform for free... Because that undervalues the art for everyone. Yeah. Like, I'm happy to take that money and donate it, but, like, 
I'm not going to perform for free and undercut other people who are trying to make money that way. That's true. Yeah. That's very, that's very uh, admirable. It's, it's so important. It's so difficult in the arts because we love what we're doing. Yeah. And we do sometimes have side hustles that we're working on as well. That like our And sometimes we in. have to perform to get our numbers under Absolutely. our belt better. And you kind of, you know, like and you, there are so many audiences. Yeah. Our live performance is very different than when you're in your, in your studio space or in your rehearsal space trying to you know you're like oh they're gonna love this and then you do it live and they're like Mar? yeah <laughs> and you're like okay maybe i gotta tweak that part of the number yeah. change those words around and so it is hard to like always dem- like expect expect and demand money but we should and if we're all doing it and the yeah. people who are employing us and producing yeah and if that was just always expected then it's totally and be transparent about it talk yeah. talk yeah. to talk to your artist colleagues about what when they're, I what off, they're making when i jumped off story party tour i immediately called the next host and i was like this is what i charged this is what i expected this is this is was what i demanded mm-hmm. as an artist don't go below that yeah um, yeah i hope that that person did that but um mm-hmm. i was like yeah this man uh <laughs> i don't like that man so i left the tour but to the next woman that was coming out, I was like, look, this, this is the minimum. Yeah. You should ask for more. But that's what I think is But really, I think people don't communicate yeah. that. And and it's we need to communicate more. And that's why we're so lucky that we're living in a generation with social media. That Podcasts. For, exactly. Mm-hmm. For all that it can be damaging in some ways, it has really boosted communication, I oh, feel. Yeah. Yeah. And people are a lot more open because they're hearing more stories. And if I was a little if sharing I was in, a, in a remote town somewhere in South America and I got an opportunity to listen to all these empowered women on a podcast or YouTube or whatever it is, I would, I would definitely have an uh, ability to grow quicker and, and yeah. express myself better because mm-hmm. as a child growing up in the 80s, none of this was available. I mean, horrible television in the 80s, horrible yeah. exposure. You know, like, It's nice to know that women can speak so much yeah. um, more nowadays. Yeah. You know? And if you don't ever see an example of that, you don't know that there is anything other than the norm that you're living in. Yeah. Like, that's part of culture is that you can't see it while you're in it. It's just how life is. Yeah. It's like the bubble you're in, isn't it? Yeah. Exactly. Oh, like, you know, parenting is very difficult, so everybody, I hope, does the, the best that they can, but when you've got young children and they're exploring their sexuality as a parent, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have, um, especially if, if, if they're in territories that are dangerous or, you know, you just want to protect them. But when, when you're a teenager and you get to look at or listen to podcasts like this one or, or something else, you don't, you can talk to your mom or your dad with more valuable questions to lead into what you're, you're searching for and understanding of your own sexuality and understanding that you can say no yeah. without a problem because young women in many cultures are always taught to just smile and nod and like, yeah. don't be difficult be polite and not you know, only can you not only can you say no but you can also say yes to other things yeah. that you want if and, you and want someone to do something specific to you in bed and you feel like that is a thing that that you're interested in then just say it yeah yeah like pursue the things that you're interested so in. So communication is getting so much better with this, uh, with the, with yeah. this years coming. Yeah, definitely. I love it. So we're kind, of, we're running out of time, but I just want to ask one, one thing that we've been asking all of our guests yeah. to give us an insight into. So we're obviously called persistent and nasty, and we've touched on it a bit already. But when when you hear persistent and nasty, how does that make you feel? What does that bring out in you? To me, it reminds me of a couple of things. One is grit. So the ability to apply a lot of hard work to something that you feel is meaningful and then like bring it to some like like awesome culmination or conclusion for yourself. It feels expressive um, because you're taking an intention and then putting action and like energy behind it. And nasty to me just is like ferocious, like, not gonna take anybody's fucking shit like like empowered and also like that nasty woman movement that came up around like the election with hillary clinton was also a lot about women supporting other women and that is super important to me Uh, also shout out to uh our trans women specifically we love you Keep you, going. You are a part of, like, what it means to be a woman. It's so important. 
Yeah. I feel like it, it makes me feel like I'm a tiny little snowball that's going down a mountain just collecting more ice and more <laughs> ice and more ice and more ice. And I'm like, whoa! Yes. And then I hit the town hard. Oh, hit I it. I love it. Thank you both so much Thank you, for Misha. joining me on this yeah. very Saturday morning. We love you. We love you Anytime. so much. And we're going to have you on tulips when you get oh, to Berlin. Bye. It's going to be a cross-pollination of the sexy podcast. Oh, cross-pollination. Cross-pollination. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, both of you, Crystal and Liliana, you sexy, fierce, power woman. Yeah. And stay nasty. Hell stay yeah. Nasty. nasty for life. Well, I'll leave you with the... Trash boys. Yes, exactly. To keep you even nastier mm. on this fine podcasting podcast... You can now listen to Trash, Trash Boys. Boys. What's a trash boy? What? Don't be rash boy. Wait and I'll explain. Please do. A trash boy is the kind of boy I'd like to entertain. In the bedroom. A trash boy is a thoughtful, considerate, slutty boy. What would a trash boy do? What? He would stand up for you. Oh, yeah. And if you ask him to, what? He do you too. Yeah. This is the song of absolute sluttiness. Cause you respect me, I know you can handle this. This is the song of absolute sluttiness. Cause you respect me, I know you can handle this. Hey there, trash boy, trash boy, hey. Let's get nasty in the nicest way. Hey there, trash boy, trash boy, hey. Let's get nasty in the nicest way. No fuck boys, out of luck, boy, shut up and then you'll see. Good listeners, get down in business, communicate with me. If you want my snail trail, better send some snail mail. Chicks love mail. I'll never ghost on you I'm gonna see it through Cause I'm a trash boy baby But I'll never be trash to you This is the song of absolute sluttiness Cause you respect me, I know you can handle this This is the song of absolute sluttiness Cause you respect me, I know you can handle this Hey there trash boy, trash boy, hey Let's get nasty in the nicest way Hey there trash boy, trash boy, hey Let's get nasty in the nicest way Hey there trash boy, trash boy, hey Trash boy, come on over.